This is a Stand Up Labs production, powered by digital media. On this week's episode, we have a number of really interesting quick hits to get to. We're also going to do the inaugural Trump administration update. How about that shit, Joey? Incredible episode, and I give a presentation on Facebook news. Ho, ho, ho! Stick around! This is the Mandatory Samson Podcast, coming to you from Stand Up New York Labs in New York City. Hello, my name is Chris Lattery. I'm joined by Joseph Noe. Hi, Joey. Hi, Chris. I'm also joined by Sweet Matt over there. I've got eating the mic today. Hello, Chris. I'm trying to get get better at this whole eating the mic thing. Yeah. yeah. No, you. I mean, people are going to notice a difference immediately. You sound way more bassy. You sound good. A nice deep voice. There you go. Sultry. Welcome to the program, everyone. Uh, what are we doing today? Well, I'll tell you what. We've got some quick hits off the top of the show. We're also going to talk climate change and Dakota Access Pipeline. Uh, Ray Tensing and Samuel DeBose is a case we talked about, I guess, in July. Yeah, it's, it's gone back a little bit. Yeah, the uh, we had a verdict, or not exactly a verdict, but, but something happened in that case that we're going to get into a little bit later in the program. We're also going to talk ISIS and Mosul. And the desire to say ISIL and Moses is in my brain. It's just so confused. Uh, We're going to talk about that a little later in the program. We've got an update on what's going on there. Not a good update, I would say. Um, And we're also, Joey, this Mm -hmm. is very exciting, and Matt, our first Trump administration update. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) That's probably the right uh, (laughs) sound, yeah. Uh, Let me say this. Joey, you did some research additionally on Facebook and the whole news feed situation. Fake news, guys. It was a huge issue this election, and we're going to dive into it a little bit. Yeah, well, no, you were going to dive into it a lot. Okay, super a lot. Yeah, because I sent it to you, what, four days ago? And I was like, hey, Joey, this is your homework. Yes. And I'm assuming you did your homework. Yes, I did. All right. We're not going to get into it like ridiculous. You know, we're going to cover it like we normally do, but it's something I want to talk about. There's a lot in it, though. Uh, yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna break it down. I also want to say this. So, th- this is episode 105. Mm-hmm. 106 will not be happening next week because it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving Aww. falls on a Thursday. We record on a Thursday. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to release an episode on a Friday because none of you are going to listen. So, I'm sure you guys would. The Samsonites are very loyal, but you understand. I got to take a break. But. Here's what we are going to do, because we got a ton of emails this week. And let me tell you this, people that sent the emails, Carl, Paul, Megan, April, George, David, Jeffrey. That's a feast. It's a lot. And we got two on this episode that we're going to get to because they're quick. Those seven other emails or five, whatever. Yeah, no, seven other emails. We're going to answer them in a bonus episode that we're going to do like next Saturday. Nice. As opposed to recording on Thursday, Thanksgiving, releasing an episode on Friday. We're going to... Do just a bonus episode. It's going to be called MSP 105.5. That's how you'll know. And it'll just be emails. We're going to answer the emails because some of them are long. I think they're good emails and worth uh, getting into. But I had a very busy week. I did not have time to answer them. I apologize for that. But 100%, we're going to read them on that bonus episode, 105.5. And uh, so there you go. You'll get your answer. I'll probably go back and just let you know that I got your email. But listen, you're listening right now. 
everybody that emailed me. So you're hearing what I'm saying. And you got the shout outs. You got the shout outs. And uh, I think that'll be fun, right? We'll get together. Yeah. I'm going to bring the the little recorder home. We'll have two microphones. We'll, we'll you know, take our pants off, hang out and, you know, record an episode together. You didn't have to add about the pants being off. Nobody has to Everybody know about that. Everybody knows that's happening. That's how we do it. It, it, was, it was assumed. Yeah, we're all bottomless right now. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. Pants are so uncomfortable. I don't like them. Um, all right. You ready to get into some shit here, Joey? Yes, I am. Because I said to you when I came in, it's like it's been a long week. I actually had quite a bit going on early day today. I put this rundown together on Tuesday night. I've added a little bit to it since then. But mm. I was like, what, what do we got here, Joey? Good episode? Joey, Great episode. Yeah. Joey feels like we had a, a jam-packed rundown. So we're, we're going to do it. Just alone. I'm pretty sure we could talk about 25 minutes with Donald Trump being in control of drones. Still scares the shit out of me. Yeah, well, def- I mean, absolutely, that should be <laughs> should definitely be something we should be concerned about. But it also speaks to, you know, why I didn't support Obama in the second term that he ran, because he expanded the drone program, he expanded domestic spying, and now you might trust Barack Obama. God knows I trust him more than I trust Trump, but he's handing off that whole program, that whole, you know, apparatus to Trump, and now he's the guy in control, and that's why you have to be very careful about the powers that you allow the guy you support to have because eventually somebody you don't support is going to get in there and they're going to have full control of that stuff. And that's real. That's why you have to hold the person you vote for especially accountable, right? Yeah, he's going to be held accountable to the higher standard. Trust me. Yeah. We're well, going to get him on my, this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know about that. By the way, let me say this. Polish seltzer, tart cherry and lime. It's a wonderful winter flavor. Somebody sent me a tweet tweet a tweet somebody sent me a tweet the other day saying they they picked up some uh polar seltzer ruby red grapefruit or whatever mm, good it's a nice flavor and they were saying taking a page out of man sam's book good move nice now see we're gonna dive into this facebook news feed thing we're not doing that first okay that's fine so i'm just gonna throw that out though it's gonna be awkward for me to try and explain to the, uh, explain this to you when you don't even have a facebook well i don't have a facebook i deleted my facebook probably Five years ago, four years ago. It's been that long? Well, it has to be, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, Okay, you. I'll be able to fucking figure it out. I know what Facebook is. We'll we'll talk about it. Look, you'll you'll talk to me like I talk to you. Like, I know absolutely nothing. Uh, Wow, (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, God, I'm good. We haven't even been seven minutes in, and you're just, you just let me up. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did. I let you up like the 4th of July. All right, you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's do it. Chelsea Manning has petitioned President Obama to reduce the remainder of her 35-year sentence to the six-plus years she's already served. So she's, you know, been sentenced to 35 years in military prison. She served about six and a half years, not counting the year or two before she actually was charged with anything. She was in detention. Um, she's asking for, you know, for her, her sentence to just be reduced to whatever amount of time, time she's served. served. Then she'll get out. Um, and I have a partial statement in the email which I can read right now. I skipped those emails, so we're going to do that in a second. But Chelsea Manning said, I am not asking for a pardon of my conviction. I understand that the various collateral consequences of the court-martial conviction will stay on my record forever. The sole relief I am asking for is to be released from military prison after serving six years of confinement as a person who did not intend to harm the interests of the United States or harm any service members. First of all, this is her only chance. Mm -hmm. You know, Obama's going to be the last shot she has, really, because it's going to be out of the consciousness as though it's not already pretty much out of the consciousness. But, you know, Trump isn't going to no. do anything to, to help her. Um, 
it's I guess the the only thing she can do is say like you know I I take full responsibility for it all that stuff she did the right thing and this is somebody that should be you know held up as as somebody that did the did the absolute right thing when we talked about it last week mm-hmm. do the right thing when no one's looking that's what she did she tried to take this information the collateral murder stuff what we were doing in in Iraq um, she tried to take it up the chain of command they shot her down. And so she took matters into her own hand by releasing the information to WikiLeaks, who then put it out there. Um, this is a person that should be, you know, treated with mercy. She She's tried to commit suicide twice that we know of. And I think it's criminal that she remains in jail when, you know, something we're going to talk about later, a guy like David Petraeus is out and potentially going to be Secretary of State under Donald Trump when he released classified military information to a biographer to a journalist Mm -hmm. this person's trying to chelsea manning is trying to educate the public and do what's right based on her own conscience and if you watch the collateral murder video which i've talked about a number of times it's extremely impactful and something that really helped me form my view of military intervention and you know drone program and missile strikes and all this stuff. Uh, and it, you know, we have Chelsea Manning to thank and we do have Julian Assange to thank for that as well, for putting the information out. Um, now any thoughts on that. Jack? Yeah. The petition was not the only thing there. There was also letters of support from various people. One such person is Daniel Eisenberg, who no. is famous. What? Daniel Ellsberg. Oh, Ellsberg. Thank you. Yeah. Who's famous for leaking classified the history. Uh, yeah, the yeah. Pentagon Papers. Right. Thank you for uh, stepping on me on that one. Thank you. Sorry. So here's a quote from Mr. Ellsberg. Wow. I believe now in the six and a half weeks we have remaining, was all have to ask President Obama to do with his powers good things before he leaves, before a new president comes in, and I really believe that he should commune Chelsea Manning's sentence to time served. Yeah, well, that's good. I mean, that's that's powerful. I think he's spoken out in favor of Snowden and, and yes. different people because he is, you know, one of the maybe the most famous whistleblower. I think that would come to mind to having to do with Vietnam and all that stuff. You were going to say something, Matt? I felt like no, no. I mean, I oh, just, okay. I mean I'm not just thinking about whether the most famous. I think like at recency bias. I certainly think Snowden is. Oh yeah, I mean Snowden. Well, because Snowden's maintained, you know, a presence. I think uh, and like afterward, and Ellsberg never had the like got kicked out of the country or just like had no yeah but you know what i mean but it's yeah. like the person that kind of put the idea of whistleblower like into the consciousness i guess but you know and we all love when celebrities speak up so there's been two lead singers of two groups okay the first you group, better be very careful with whoever these two groups are good uh rem a lot of people like Michael them Stipe. We're, yes we're, we're really in the spotlight nowadays and sonic youth okay and they spoke but, out. Well, that's good. Yes. No, I mean, they're doing In the fact, right thing. Yeah, uh, b- uh, both of them have made videos showing support of Chelsea Manning. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's it should be somebody that we don't forget about because she's extremely impactful. And even if she's not impactful, I think you have to respect that she did the right thing. And not a lot of people, I have to believe, would do what she did. Look at how much she suffered because of doing the right thing. You know, there's very few people that... Not very few. I mean, you don't know what you're going to do until you're in that situation, but... You know, think about how many other people were in that situation where they knew what was going on. They didn't speak out against it. Yeah. Um, good. Well, like, when I think about the the whistleblowers, like part of being a martyr is that you are going to suffer. Like you, they know the punishment for their crimes and they do it. I'm not saying it's right that these are the punishments. Yeah, but but the, but the rest of us should stand up for yeah, them. That's yeah. the thing. You know, that's you, our job. Like you have to expect. Like you, you have to expect this is going to happen if you come out and do this. 
and there is a price to pay. It's like if anyone well, can just release anything they wanted, then well, they can. There's protect. That's the thing. We, there are laws protecting whistleblowers. It, it, Obama again. There's another Obama thing. He's been very harsh on whistleblowers. He hasn't helped Snowden. He hasn't helped Chelsea Manning at all. He's he's been Assange. He he's not in. He's not interested in that. They've been they've cracked down on that, which is something that another promise that he broke. By the way, I take Obama back in three seconds. Um, okay, now we'll get on to the next thing in a minute. But I skipped the emails. Yeah, but let me read back these emails. To the really emails. Quick. Yeah, I didn't mean to go over them. We've got an email from Jordan. He says, "Dear Man, Samp, and Podcast Crew, I'm assuming that's you, Matt. Uh, I'm going to provide the caveat that I did not vote for either candidate, and I live in Ohio. I initially thought that the electoral college was dumb and that the election should be dictated by popular vote. I did come across an article on USA Today that gives an interesting perspective to the electoral college. I thought that I would share and see what your thoughts were. Now there's a link. I took a piece of the article that I'll read, which is sort of like the, you know, the main crux of it. And we'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, I've been listening since early summer and you guys do a great job in highlighting stories and events that did not get enough media attention. I would consider myself fairly centrally minded politically with a slight lean in the conservative direction. So I don't always agree with everything you say, but it is nice to hear a different view and a different perspective on things. Great work. You guys PS. I did come from the TFM slash J train podcast. So small shout out there. Very good. Now Love I just it. want to say thank you for the email. Yeah. Also, I want you to just pay close attention to what he said to opposing view. Remember that when we go into the Facebook situation okay okay yeah we'll put a little uh dog ear on it yes this is from the article if the electoral because this is like an opinion piece sort of mm -hmm. from the from you know usa today if the national popular vote were the ultimate decider candidates would graduate candidates would gravitate toward the voter rich big cities and their suburbs and ignore everyone else if candidates felt ob uh, obliged to blanket the entire country with visits and advertising it would set off a scrant wait that's not right if candidates felt obliged to to blanket the entire country with visits and advertising, it would set off a scramble for even more campaign money, leaving candidates more beholden to special interests. A popular vote contest involving multiple candidates could produce a winner with, say, only 35% of the vote, provoking an outcry to create a runoff process involving the top two vote-getters. And if the U.S. popular vote were so close that a nationwide recount were needed, the process could turn into a nightmare dwarfing the Florida fiasco of 2000. Number one might be a controversial position, I th this the California, New York, Texas, whatever. Mm -hmm. We should skew more towards them. They're the biggest states. There's the most people there. They influence the most things in the country. I apologize to South Dakota, but I don't think that South Dakota. You know what I mean? Like that's the point of the electoral college mm -hmm. is to 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 weight it more for states that have less population, so that way they get kind of an equal say. But I got to be honest with you, I didn't like that Wisconsin was the state deciding what happened in this election. I didn't. There's less people there. I have less in common with them. Well, I'd rather my state be the state that decides it. Well, like also the amount of population that actually lives in the lives in the big cities is a very small percent of the population. Like you have eight million people in New York itself, right? Like, and of course you have like there's more in the greater New York area. But then as soon as you get past like the top ten cities, you maybe have like ten percent of the population in a very small a few of the cities. But you can't win it just on the big cities. No, you really have to, do have yeah. to. You really have to get out, out there. It's like you cannot win just on the big cities. Right. That's and impossible. I, and I don't really envision it changing things that much. Like, I get it. Yeah, maybe they wouldn't go. Well, Hillary didn't even go fucking campaign in Wisconsin. And that was the thing that decided yeah, the well, election. Yeah, well, I mean, she fucked up. But she got, the, she got more people. So that's the whole point. And I don't have a problem necessarily with the most people deciding things. I don't know what happened in America where all of a sudden a majority doesn't rule. The Senate, 60 votes. You can't get anything done with uh, less than 60 votes with, because of the filibuster. You can't win the, the country 
You can't win the election by just having more people, even though she had a, a million more people vote for her. And people go, well, it's just because of California. Yeah, there's a lot of people in California. They supported her. Yeah. So they like her policies. All right. And also, as far as like the runoff thing, yeah, we still have that situation now. It would just be, you know, it's like we still deal with that. Beyond that, the 35% of the vote thing, I'm okay with somebody getting, like whoever gets the most should win. It's mm-hmm. okay if it's only 35% because then maybe it would enable you to have way more parties and they'd have to consensus build. That's how it works around the rest of the world. Or you finally give everyone a holiday and have more people be able to vote. I'm glad you brought that up because I wanted to mention that last week and we forgot. This is my plan. Your All plan. right. This is what I'm running on. Saturday. For 2020? Yeah. Okay. Well, 2040, whatever. Okay. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, holiday. Those are the three days you can vote. You vote for three straight days. Oh, you get three days of voting. Yep. Hmm. You have 72 hours to cast a vote. Yes. Because people, you know, have said that a one day holiday is not going to be good enough because people that have you know, set schedules or they're working minimum wage jobs. They don't have the luxury to just be like, well, I'm taking off Friday to go vote for five hours. Give it three here. Here's your three days or whatever. Hmm. You don't even do it Saturday. You do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. America votes three day holiday. I like it. You don't want to vote. Go get stoned. You want to vote? Go vote. But right. It's why are we, why are we making it harder to vote? It should be way easier or whatever. Make it a four day thing. You know what I mean? We're making it harder to vote. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. And then Wednesday you go back to work. Perfect. Because even if your guy lo- uh, Hillary lost, all right, at least we're off on Tuesday. Yeah. You know? <laughs> at least we had a nice, you know, four-day vacation. Well, we're making it harder to vote because one of the parties actually wants fewer voters. Oh, that's why, like, well, that's which why we, one, Matt? I, I wonder. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, that, that argument, it's always funny because conservatives will go, well, the only reason Democrats want these goddamn Mexicans coming in is so they can vote for them. Well, Maybe. But the only reason you don't want them coming in is because they won't vote for you. So it's two sides of the same coin. You know what I mean? And also, well, whatever. We don't have to get into the whole thing. But you're right. I wasn't the trying less, to bring up an immigration debate there. <laughs> the less people vote, the more likely it is for Republicans to win. Yes. You know? I was more talking about the active voter suppression against minorities who are uh, here legally. 100%. Voter yeah. Rights Act, all that stuff. Absolutely. We talked about it last yeah, week. Mm-hmm. That exactly. could have swayed the election very easily. You could see how that would have affected it. There were a lot of factors in this election. And who's talking about that? Who? Where are these fucking liberals out there talking about that? They're looking their wounds right now. They're not looking their wounds. They're pointing the finger. They're going, well, you know, they're blaming each other. They're blaming... Well, I guess the country's just just fucking racist. Yeah. Or, okay, fine, but let's start doing something to to change that now. You have four years. The clock is ticking. Overturn Citizens United. Put these protections back in place so you get more people to go out and vote. This is the shit that you can actually do. That's what you should be worried about. Not, you know, some of this other shit, this social stuff that they're talking about. Not that it's not important. Of course. Gay people, trans people, all this stuff. Black Lives Matter, immigration, all, all these things are important, but but it ends up it ends up taking focus away from fi- actually correcting certain things that could that could affect the outcome of an election. You know, I wanted to bring up something, and I I don't know if you've seen it. I think we might have touched on it for like three seconds last week. The safety pin. I'm sorry, I was drinking. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I, you know, coming. I like to the... that you waited. You're a very polite boy. <laughs> yes. Uh... So I was coming to uh, New York City to do the podcast, and I was trying to take a look to see if anyone had safety pins. On. Yes. I did not see a single person with safety pins. I haven't seen any either. But it seems like on well, Facebook, the it's, of it's the a safety pin. 
Well, someone decided that a safety pin denotes that as an individual, you are safe in uh, towards um, homosexuals, transsexuals, minorities, whatever. Some people might be uh, violent against that you that you are a safe space. You know what I would do if I was somebody that hated gay people? I'd wear one and then trick them. Oh, that's good. No, Trickery is always how, how good. Of you. How <laughs> Tricking Chris. Yeah, Tricking that, Chris. No, uh, yeah. I mean, I look. You want to wear the pin? Wear the pin. I think that's fine. I think there are people that are legitimately scared. Um, you know, it's not going to be as. We don't again. We don't know, but it seems like there's gonna quite a few groups that are gonna be facing it at the very to put it the least, you know, scary way. They're gonna be facing some changes probably mm-hmm. as things go forward here. So yeah, I mean, look, if you want to show your support and wear the pin, that that's fine. Um, again, I think it's is it misplaced? Well, it's. Ta- I don't want it to sound like I don't think that those issues are important. I do. I think they're important. I think they're a big part of the democratic platform. But but we're past these issues. But we're not past them. They're they're going to take they're going to take care of themselves because I think the majority. I do believe the majority of the country is on the right side of these things, and I think you can see things change very quickly. Again, Obama ran on, I don't support gay marriage. Guess what's legal now? Gay, gay marriage. marriage. And guess who supports it? Obama. This stuff kind of takes on a life of its own and i think it does distract from the main problem the main problem is money and politics period that's what we need to be focused on there's a lot there's clear-cut steps that are very difficult to take to overturn citizens united to get to a publicly financed election system where's everybody talking about uh voting rights where's people talking about the voting fi- machines the voting machines where's people talking nobody about, where's people talking about changing the democratic uh what about superdelegates? Remember that whole thing? Yeah. Why Why aren't you wearing a pin for superdelegates to get rid of that system? We probably would have won the election if Bernie got elected. And you think Bernie doesn't, he's not a pin wearer? You know what I mean? He's, so, yeah. he's, a sa- he's safe. Um, so I get it. You know, it's a, it's a movement. It is a feel-good thing. Um, but it shouldn't, it can't be the main focus. We know, we know that you support that. Hillary did it. That was a big, I, not a mistake, but if, if you're going to point to like a strategic error, maybe spend less time talking to the base of people that you know already support you. They know you already support them. So reach out to the ones that you need to yeah, reach out to. Yeah, you have a lot of surrogates out there. Lena Dunham, uh, Amy Schumer, all the, a billion different celebrities But it's preaching to the choir. Let it's them the wrong preach audience. to the choir. America, America for our go. You talk to them. You be the outreach. Hillary should have had her ass up in fucking cheese country uh, at a Packers game or something. You, you understand yeah. what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you forget about it, but it means we already have that in the bag. Well, You're not convincing anybody on the other side that that's the right way to go. I'm still not entirely sure that's true. One of the Democrats' problem is like you always need to, a Democrat needs to get the vote out. And like if you don't fire up your base, the less likely to get the vote. Are you, there is, there, there, you're, you're telling me that the gay community wasn't fucking fired up for Hillary Clinton? I think they were more afraid of Trump than they were fired up for Hillary. Same which, diff. Same diff. They had no business voting for Trump. None. But, but I, I heard so many people who, like, in reality, should not be voting for Trump who just, like, wouldn't vote and just a lot of who i'm saying people you know but i'm not saying the the gay community and i'm saying the gay community but it's like the trans community the this community, the blah, blah, blah. that's what this the safety pin is for all of these different groups they know where to go you're not going to vote for trump 
And they know that people that support Hillary or the majority of people in liberal area, they you're supported. You, of course, you should be. I'm not dismissing that, but there has to there has to be an order of priority. Mm-hmm. And you know what? She didn't make a priority. Dumb white women from the the middle of the country, and that she lost with that. She didn't make voting rights a priority. You you let down another group that I think is encompassed in the the safety pin. You let down minority groups. Yeah. You let down the black community. Eighty thousand people. We we talked about it. Thirteen percent down. Yeah. Well, okay. Where where would where you have to go help them? Go do something. That's a strategic thing. Where she always used to say, "I'm a progressive that likes to get things done." Well, get that done then. That should have been a focus of yours. Yeah. The feel good stuff is that it's feel good and it, it is good for people that have been you know marginalized and feel bad. But you have them already. This and, isn't uh this isn't governing. This is an election. You need to go. You have to go get people that aren't normally going to vote for you or might not come out or whatever it is. You know, that's a strategic mistake. You want to know something? But it's not the fault of people wearing the safety pin. You want to wear the safety pin. That's fine. Get it. It's a nice gesture. You're absolutely right. If Hillary Clinton caught Aaron Rodgers playing a football game with her family, it makes her look human. Looks like you can relate. Well, people got mad at her when she said she was rooting for both the Mets and Yankees. Remember, it's like she yeah. doesn't know what the fuck's going on. My point, I was, you know, but yeah, go to Wisconsin. Go. Yeah, yeah, go there. Talk talk to those people. I guarantee their main issue is not, you know, what bathroom people piss in. That's not. And again, that I'm, I'm saying it dismissively, but I don't mean it that way. I think you should be able to, we should just have one, we've talked, whatever, we're not going to get into the whole thing, but I support these rights. I think it's fine. I have no problem with people expressing themselves and doing, you know, what makes them feel good. No question about it. You shouldn't be hassled or harassed or anything. You should be treated just the way everybody else Mm -hmm. is treated with respect and everything. Those are not the people that she needed to get to vote for her. She had them already. That's what's frustrating. That's what's frustrating when I see that as the reaction. Fine, I get it. But you're still just not doing the right. You're not doing the right thing. You're not reacting to this Trump election correctly. You're just not. There's actual structural things that you could change. Change those. That should be the focus. Wear a rainbow flag while you're doing it. But come on, we've got to make these changes. That's how it's going to happen. Because you're just endangering these groups anyway by not getting elected. You know what I mean? So you're kind of working at cross purposes. But if Hillary gets elected and doesn't spend the entirety of the campaign talking to these groups, it's okay because she's still going to be the one that's in power. That's who you want in power, not Trump or Pence, really. Trump doesn't even strike me as, I don't know, but Pence, obviously, Pence is gonna be people the that are around him, those are the people you got to worry about. Makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, whatever. If you guys have a comment about that, go to soundcloud.com slash mandatory saves and leave a comment on the track. You can send us an email, mandatory saves at gmail.com. You might end up on MSP 105.5 emails. Speaking about emails, you want to do the second one? Yeah. Uh, this is from Bryce. He says, hey, Chris and Joey. Unfortunately, I'm a few weeks behind. Oh, come on, man. Some of them have been long, Chris. I understand. I'm just joking. Unfortunately, I'm a few weeks behind on the pod, and I just finished 103. Oh, he's not that far behind. You did a voice for the woman that was arrested in Iowa for casting extra votes. After going to college there and suffering in the state for four years, never go to Iowa unless you need a pig and corn because there is nothing else there, says Bryce. 
I feel obligated to let you know there is more Minnesota in the Iowa accent than the Southern drawl you performed. Since you're from the coast and probably have no idea what someone from Minnesota sounds like, they sound like Canadians. I do know what Minnesotans sound like. So if you ever uh, need to do another Iowa accent, channel your inner Canadian and Joni Ernst, insert plastic bread bag. Plastic bread bag. That is a awesome great callback. Thank you. That is great. Keep up the awesome job, guys. Been a listener since MSP1. Well, we really appreciate it. Say that, that again. That makes me feel good. He's been a listener since MSP1. Incredible. Thank you for sticking with us. I'm from Iowa, Minnesota. That's pretty good, right? I'm a Trump voter. I don't know anyone. Hillary didn't come and visit me. That's got a little bit more Canadian. I'm voting for Trump twice. (laughs) (laughs) There's voter fraud. (laughs) All right. I'll work on it. Thank you, Bryce. I appreciate it. I I will give it a... I'll I'll work on it. All right. Next thing we got here, Julian Assange, or as I like to call him, Julian Assange. On Monday, WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange was questioned for the first time by Swedish chief prosecutor Ingrid Iskren over the 2010 rape allegations that he's facing. I do have a quote in the email. The equi- the process by which this worked is that Sweden was, I believe, there, like in the embassy, mm-hmm. with uh, in the Ecuadorian embassy, with Assange. They weren't allowed to directly ask Assange questions. They submitted questions to the Ecuadorian prosecutor, who was also there. He directed the questions at uh, Assange, and then the Swedish prosecutor could ask for, like, clarification on some of his answers. But they had to, like, pre-submit the questions. The point being... This is a step forward because mm. now they take the recommend, you know, they'll make a recommendation about whether to drop the charges or not, whatever we'll see. But at least there's some kind of movement here, um, you know, in the Assange case. The only thing I found interesting with this story is the fact that uh, Sandra's lawyer, Poe uh, Samuelson, was not allowed to be at the interview. Yes. Why? Well, why not? Let's, you know, I don't know. I don't know, because that's the way that they, they had it done. I mean, I, I don't know. It's a complicated case. I don't really... I mean, obviously, you'd probably rather his lawyer be there, but let him get interviewed. Yeah. It's been, you know, six years now. Are, are you not an expert on Swedish or Ecuadorian law? No. Oh, come on, Chris. Unfortunately, I'm not. Uh, Jill, uh, so this is a quote. After the report, the Swedish prosecutor will take a view... Oh, yeah, we'll continue uh, on the investigation, so we'll see what happens there. Anyways, ready to move on to the next... This is climate change. God help us all. Climate change is going to be a big problem under this uh, Trump administration. It's just a Chinese hoax, Chris. The China, you know how stupid things are getting. The Chinese yes. came out and they were like, "Not a hoax." No, they didn't. Yeah, the yeah, Chinese yeah. came out and were like, "It's Seriously. not a Chinese hoax. We know we're Chinese." Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, with everything going on in the world, a country actually has to defend itself in the public arena by actually acknowledging the fact that it's not a hoax. China, the world's biggest communist pol- China polluter, was like, no. It's not a, it's real. It's a real, like, we are actually going to try to cut emissions. We swear to God. I mean, China, it's not a trick. We're not trying to play a trick on you. The thing about China is they believe in science. They believe, they like all the science. Oh, absolutely. They just won, they, they missed out on the Industrial Revolution and they're, they caught, they're catching up and they're getting there. Now they're like, okay, we can start to ease off the pollution. Yeah, well, you could swim in the air in China. It's so polluted, yeah. but it's okay. But yeah, it's not, they're not trying to trick you. It's a trick. The Chinese are tricking me, and I'm not going to fall for it, Ivanka. Get my coat. We're leaving. Uh, All right. According to the World Meteorological Organization, global temperature is 1.2 degrees Celsius or 34.16 degrees Fahrenheit above pre-industrial levels, setting a record for the third straight year. Nice. 16 of the 17 hottest years on record are now in this century. 
2000, 2001, blah, blah, blah. That's all progress. That's good. Donald Trump is going to make America a record-breaking country again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Paris climate deal aims to keep the number, the the over pre-industrial levels, to less to 1.5 degrees Celsius or less. We're at 1.2 now, and it's rising every year. Trump wants to end that deal. Okay, so that's one way to not pass the the level. Just do away with the level. We're going to pretend it didn't go over because the what? I don't know. We weren't trying to keep it below anything. Uh, this is a scary thing. Yes, this is something that we deserve to happen to us if this happens. Why isn't this a fucking? Where's Hillary on this? Where's your fucking uh, umbrella pin or something? Because this is going to be a nightmare. Yeah, it is. But I don't there's want some to, good no, wait, news wait, 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 wait. There, there, There's some okay. news about this. No, but okay. I don't. I don't want it to seem like I'm yelling at gay people. No, or no, no, no I, I'm really not. I'm really not. But it, but you understand my point is like you're losing focus on social stuff, which is what we used to scream about conservatives doing with their abortion and gay, yes. mar- you know, their anti-gay marriage and all that stuff. Okay, that stuff is gonna just work its way out. And also, gay marriage is legal according to the Supreme Court. So it is what it is. But yes. The, the interesting thing is Trump cannot just tear up the agreement. It would, I, I have a quote here from Wien Peru Gatso, who's a professor of biological I bet oceanography. two of those were not his name. Because it's okay. Wayne Peru Gatso. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the U.S. cannot formally leave the agreement in the next four years, not having the U.S. on board and pushing for full... What impl- was the word? But now that the U.S. can't in what in four years... Cannot formally leave. Formally leave, okay. The agreement in the next four years, not having the U.S. on board and pushing for the full implementation of the Paris Agreement may well affect billions of people for hundreds of years. Absolutely, and there's no mechanisms by which to enforce it. Remember that when we talked Mm -hmm. about there's nothing in the there's nothing binding in the agreement, so we can even if he doesn't tear it up, we stay in the agreement. He just doesn't do anything about it. There's no punishment. There's nothing. I mean, any, any treaty requires on the, requires the cooperation of the people who sign it. So, and like, th- weren't they threatening to like, oh, we should tax imports, whatever Sarkozy was saying? I think. I don't know. Like tax American American exports if they pull out of the agreement is what I read. Oh, I don't Ooh. know. Yeah, but okay, but that we don't have to, we don't pull out of the agreement. Then we just don't meet any of the benchmarks. I mean that that's what I'm yeah. saying. There's no yeah. enforcement. Yeah. Uh, I've got a quote here. This is from Michael Mann, who is a Penn State scientist. He says. It is almost as if Mother Na- I like this point. It is almost as if Mother Nature is making a statement. Just as one of the planet's two largest emitters of carbon has elected a climate change denier, Trump, who has threatened to pull out of the Paris Accord to the highest office, she reminds us that she has the final word. Climate change is not like the other issues that can be postponed from one year to the next. Excuse me. The U.S. and world are already behind. Speed is of the essence because climate change and its impacts are coming sooner and with greater ferocity than anticipated. Correct. Uh, you know, when we're doing all this protesting, yeah, we also have to continue to have climate change in the back of our minds. Well, this should be in the for- the front. This should be the f- this should be the rallying cry. If you don't believe this, if you don't think this is a real problem, get out the way <laughs> because you you're missing the like really the biggest threat to everybody all over the world. Planet for one, planet for all. Yeah, absolutely. You're hoping that's going to be the title, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am. Got to write it, write it down. <laughs> Maybe it will be. Um, yeah, I get right. People are just out there protesting. I get it. There's fear. There's unease. But Trump is the president, so mm-hmm. you can protest it all you want. 
He's going to be. Um, and yeah, this is something that you can actually make a difference on. You want to know something else that comes to mind about Trump being president? What? The Dakota Access Pipeline. Very good, Joey. Uh, the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers has completed its review of the uh, Dakota Access Pipeline and is delaying completion after calling for, quote, additional discussion and analogous, uh, analysis. Energy, listen to this, because mm-hmm. uh, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but it, maybe it's slipped people's minds. Again, Hillary's the most corrupt person ever, just a liar, just a corrupt liar. Uh, Energy Transfer Partners, the company building the pipeline, which President-elect Donald Trump is heavily invested in, hmm. saw its stock price rise more than 15% since Trump's election. It went from $33.37 uh, $33. a, sh- a share to $38.68 a share. Ooh, daddy Why? wish he had I some money that. in that. Yeah, well, Trump has like a million dollars in that. He has a million in another company that has a stake in it. So, you know, Trump's heavily invested in this. But that's not a conflict of interest or anything. That's no, not no. corruption, right? No, not at all. It's weird. The guy that owns, I can't think of, uh, Kelsey some shit, Kelsey Warren, he's the guy that uh, owns the the energy transfer partners. He donated hundreds of thousands of dollars to Trump and Republicans and all that stuff. Why? Weird. Not a conflict of interest, though? Hillary, get the Hillary. money out. Hillary, look, Hillary, you know, those emails, really bad. Even the Goldman Sachs shit is comparatively, it's not even that big a deal. I wanted to see the content of those speeches. Not that bad. That's exactly no. what I thought Hillary believed. But this why has I didn't a, support her in the primary. But this has a direct effect. Of course. This this Well this, her shit doesn't really. It's just no. s- side noise. Exactly. And that's probably why. Because it's this nebulous thing of like, well, she endangered national security. How? How did she prove how she did? You can't, because there's no direct correlation between what she did and anything else that happened. None. There will be a direct correlation when this shit spills all over the Midwest. Bernie Sanders was at the protests. Future generations will look back and say, what in God's name were you doing? Our job now is to break our dependency on fossil fuels. We have the fossil fuel industry pushing for more pipelines. For more dependency on fossil fuel is totally insane. So we say to President Obama, in any and every way you can, stop the pipeline. That was Bernie's quote. He was out there marching. Stop the pipeline. Yeah. You know where he was? He wasn't in Lower Manhattan protesting. He was fucking at the back in shale, whatever, protesting with the the Native Americans and all this stuff. Yes. Another forgotten group. Kelsey Warren, the garbage CEO of Energy Transfer Partners, says Dakota Access Pipeline has waited long enough to complete this pipeline. Dakota Access Pipeline has been granted every permit, approval, certificate, and right-of-way needed for the pipeline's construction. It is time for the courts to end this political interference and remove whatever legal cloud that may exist over the right-of-way beneath federal land at Lake Oahe, I guess is how you pronounce it. You know what that sounds like? Somebody who's three months behind on schedule. Yeah, he's like, I want to cash in on this shit. Let's go. Get these goddamn featherheads out of the way, right? It's like, it's people's lives. It's their reservation. It's their cultural heritage. don't give a shit, It's their Chris. water. No, he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about the environment. He doesn't care. He you doesn't know, care. And it's very frustrating. And what's even more frustrating is that it doesn't seem like anybody really cares. Nobody's, no. yes, there's protests. There have been protests now in different cities. That's where Bernie was, uh, I believe in DC. But there's ones in San Francisco, New York, you know, different places, Chicago. But yeah, what this is not something that's being talked about. No, we're going to talk about whether Jared Kushner gets top secret clearance at the White House. And let me tell you this. If he gets top secret clearance, top secret clearance doesn't mean shit then. If they're willing to trust a guy that literally owns a newspaper 
to just get a top secret clearance, then what are you doing? Then all this shit is bullshit. The confidential, this, that. Snowden warned us. Look. They just slap names on things because they want to hide information because the more information they have that we don't, it's more power in their pocket. The only thing everyone's concerned with is- I'm riled up today, Jay. Is the wallet. That's all anybody cares about is the goddamn wallet. It's not all they care about. It's not all they care about, but people that don't have anything in their wallet, that's all they care about. It's a luxury, right? It's it's Maslow, Maslow's hierarchy of needs or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like food, shelter. Then, oh, it's like, okay. Now I have a roof over my head. I have food. I have clothes. Now I can start thinking about, you know, why I, I freeze up on an O2 breaking ball. You know, it's like I can start getting into my mentality about things, philosophy and all that stuff. But you're right. People that don't you have anything You forgot love, in their Chris. You forgot love. Love is a wasted emotion. I don't have it. Did I bring that up on the podcast about Trump with his kids and, and talking about his brother and his parents? And when he got the nomination, he, he, he mentioned his, his dead brother, Fred. There was very little warmth in any of that. I know it's like anecdotal, but he goes, I'd, like, I'd love to thank my brother, Fred. Great guy. He died. Great guy. Really fun guy. Like, you know, what a weird way to say that. You know? Well, what the hell do you want him to say? I, I miss my brother Fred. Uh, yeah, I loved him. He was he was, a, he was a, a great guy. Like, I loved him, maybe. Or, you know, I don't know. It was just very cold. Like, my parents, good people. Like, it was just <laughs> it was very fantastic family. Love him. Like, it was very weird. He's just a weird dude. All right. Uh, ready to get into this? Yes. Wait, what is this? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wrote that down. Okay. I already had it. We, were, we read the quotes. Ray Tensing, remember this guy? Former University of Cincinnati police officer Ray Tensing remains free on $1 million bond after an Ohio judge declared a mistrial in the case involving Tensing's alleged murder of 43-year-old Samuel DeBose in July 2015. Hamilton County Prosecutor Joseph Dieters will have to decide whether to retry the case or not. A decision should come by the end of the month. The jury apparently was leaning yes on a manslaughter charge no on a murder charge but it ends up being a mistrial and now we'll see if it goes back to trial we just watched the video quickly just to refresh everybody's memory um this to me this case open shot yeah very clearly this officer did not have to shoot samuel debose samuel debose at worst didn't have his license okay you can watch the video but he's like, my license? Like, uh, I don't know. I don't. Know. He's being a little evasive about that, but he's not doing it. He's not making any gestures, like he's threatening or whatever. It, then the cop goes to open the door to his vehicle, which I don't know why. And Dubose like closes it, like he tries to like hold it closed. Then then he tries to like drive off, and the cop shoots him, boom, 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 point yeah. blank, and murders him. Um, mistrial. So we'll see if he goes back on trial. But there's another. Not a good, not good timing for this. Obviously, it's never good timing. Right. But the, for this this thing to happen now, it's not. not I right. have a single quote that sums up this entire mistrial. Wow. Okay. By Troy Jackson. Okay. That's executive sounds, that director. Right. Don't don't talk over me, Joey. When I'm trying to interject with some levity. Yes. Thank you. Okay. Of the Amos Project and Reverend, if twelve people in Hamilton County cannot come to an agreement on a motor charge in this case. Is there ever going to be a possible to convict a police officer? They have caught Blanche. Well, yeah, I mean, absolutely. The Philando Castile, the, that's the one where the wife or the girlfriend filmed it and the officer shot him in the chest mm-hmm. when he told him, like, I have a gun in my, he, that trial is going to start or whatever. He was charged 
I believe with manslaughter, it could be right around. I don't know, but that that's going to start up soon. That's another goddamn. I think maybe even clearer. They literally didn't even make a move at all, and he got murdered in front of everybody. But yeah, I mean, they're all now, pretty cut and dry. Not not the not the fault of the person pulled over for the random traffic stop. Now, do you want to have a quick discussion on what the jury was made up of? Sure. Okay. So I don't know if this is a a jury of his peers. It was made up of 10 white people and two blacks. Yeah. So my question is, does those life experiences of those 10 white people any way could be similar to his experiences as in Ray Chenson? Well, yeah, I mean, they could be similar, sure. But but yeah, I think we've talked about this before, right? I mean, I'd want 10 people from my town <laughs> that look like me have like similar backgrounds as me uh, if i'm yeah if i'm the, this guy's family if i'm samuel debose's family yes i want 40 year old black people on that jury as much as possible you know what i mean people from that area people that have lived that type of experience um that's not r- really how it works but right but if mm. we're really talking jury of your peers then i want exactly my peers up there i i can almost i, I would almost guarantee that the defense attorney had uh objections to black to black jurors right like they like that's how you win a case yeah well and at the very least shouldn't it be majority black it's a that's the victim yes that's his experience so it should be people that are sympathetic or at least understanding of that uh not that you can't be empathetic or sympathetic as white or whatever not you know i i think he the the cop is guilty in this case but yeah. Well, I mean, you wouldn't be selected for the jury for that exact reason. Oh, absolutely. I mean, right. you you have to at this like you do have to go into a jury like you have the jury pool and then you have to like you have to go in with no thinking that you want to hear the evidence of the case. You can't just Well, that's not true. I mean, I would, I would lie and try to get on the, you know, and then try to do the right thing. The problem is they got to find people. They select people that have no idea what the fuck happened in the case. They like yeah, ideally they're tough. finding people, they're finding people from the town that it happened in who cared not enough to know about to it. To even know what happened. That's ideally who they're looking for in most cases. I mean, there might... Which is almost impossible. That's but. a hard demographic to fill. Well, yeah, it's they're the worst, right. Well, well <laughs> I also wonder how many people... Like, if you're, if you're being selected for a jury, you're asked, like, do you have any reason you would have, um, like, any tie to this case? And if you're, like, for black people, they do have, like... There is definitely some emotion tied to the case, even if you're not related to them. Oh, so, absolutely. Like, well, you, you would assume a percentage of black people, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Like, a lot, like most black people I know say, like, this is a major issue in their life, and they can't go into jury and just say, like, they, most of them could not honestly say, I'm not, I don't have yeah, personal well, lie, biases then. It doesn't matter. This. Just lie. How un-American of you, Chris? No, God, you can't be That's lying. the most American you can't thing to do. <laughs> Are Lying's you technically the under American oath thing. when they interview for you for all that stuff, too, technically, or no? I don't have no idea. I've never been on a jury. No. I would imagine that you're not really allowed to lie, Joey. But I'm you just hear saying. that, Universe? You hear that? But do you think Chris has never been on a jury, I've but been, he wants to be. No, don't do that. I've been Universe. selected. No, I've been selected for jury duty. <laughs> like, I've gotten, you know, call for jury yes. duty, but I just haven't been in the, the... But meanwhile, if I go, if, you know, if they're ever asking me questions, I'll be like, listen, I don't even believe in law enforcement at all. <laughs> Next. Um, no, you have to tell them that you believe in the law and auto candidate. Yeah, they'll be like, perfect. We got a couple of uh, shooting victims that we got to, ha- you know. Oh. Um, Anyway, yeah, not to make light of that, but okay, so that's a mistrial. So now we'll see by the end of the month what the what the situation is. Not to mention the thing that jabs me a little bit about this. 
The trial started October 31st, 2016. Two weeks later, it's mistrialed. Just like that. Yeah. Two weeks. Yeah, if you can't... Yeah, of course. I, I don't know. It just... I, I, it seems inhuman to me. I mean, well, would, yeah. Would, would you be happier if it dragged out six months and had a mistrial then? Yeah, because no, at least it but, seems like they... No, but you would be more because at least it seems like they They reflected tried. about yeah. it or something? Right. But like, two mo- weeks. Mo- mo- most trials... Look, like most trials won't last two days. It's like a two week yeah, trial is actually series, not a, a short trial. Like a mur- I mean, there's a murder involving yeah. a cop, you know, I mean, it's more complex. Like it's more complex than your average case, but it's also not, it just, I want the, I want the justice system to act quickly. I prefer that. Well, I want justice to be served. That's what yeah, I Yeah. Well, want. that's, that's the thing, right? If it's going to go slowly, but justice is done, then fine. Then yeah. we'll, we'll take that trade off. But, but right. Yes. Ideally they'd be able to do it correctly and swiftly. Uh, all right, ISIS and Mosul. I feel like this is something that's sort of fallen off the table again. The me- no, I have a question for you before we get into this. Okay. What oh, I, the Facebook. What am I going to do? Facebook, bro. We'll do it after. We'll do it. Yeah, we'll do it right before the Trump administration update. Okay, fine. I was sitting in this very studio the other day. Me and John were, were in here. We had see. I was wrapping up a show. We had CNN on. We're watching. Mm-hmm. Talking about Jared Kushner. Talking about all the, all the Trump transitions and, and chaos and blah blah. blah. And I, I said they're already abdicating their responsibility. <laughs> There's Syri- Syria's happening. The me- the all the voting issues that we've talked about is happening. Mm-hmm. Mosul's happening. Mm-hmm. North Dakota access pipelines happening. There's so many different things that are going on. Yes. And there's they, this is just like enter- this is like e television for politics. That's all it is. They're showing Ivanka. They're showing Jared Kushner. They're making a little storyline. Ba ba ba. What do you think he's going to do? They're just speculating. You fuckers are so complicit in in Trump becoming president and all of this. And you do, and and you don't even learn your lesson because nope. you're not working for us. It's entertainment. It's not news. And you know, we we're, we're just watching it because whatever. It's the middle of the day. We just had it on. But give me a fucking break, man. It's very frustrating to watch that shit. Very frustrating, especially when you were about to with the stuff we're about to talk about. That's what sparked it: Mosul, ISIS. Because this what is going to talk about next is is bad. Because there's some Trump ran on, you know what I mean, and yeah. Hillary ran on with Syria and no fly zones and this shit, that shit. We're going to take Mosul. We're going to get uh, you know, Abu Bakr al Baghdadi, all this stuff. Okay, why isn't that on TV all the time? Television should be Syria protests climate change syria protests climate change over and over because and over. it's depressing it's real and it doesn't sell advertising yeah well ratings if, ratings ratings chris yeah well they can suck my dick out of that all yeah, right I, i've been fascinated by glenn beck's comments this week yeah what's glenn beck up to well, glenn, on what where are you seeing glenn I mean, beck like, talking? I, like he's been coming out saying like basically talking about how they on, like, I'm fox, saying on like, what? how fox Does news screwed up by like their with what they've been doing on what he has his own network. He has his own network, right? Is that what you're seeing? Or are you seeing clips of him? Just well, no, quotes, like a, whatever. Like he's come out saying, like Steve Bannon's ter- a terrifying man. Like how Fox News is complicit in making Trump president, and they've re- created this terrifying machine. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, that's a cog in the machine saying that. But just, yeah, it's, just it just is. Saying, Glenn Beck is yeah. becoming the voice of reason, which is terrible. Well, I would MSP episode. I wouldn't say that. What? It's a, I think that was a title. What was? A clock in the machine. Cog in the machine? I a hundred percent it wasn't. Really? I bet my life, yeah. Wow. Yeah, deal with that, Joey. How about that for confidence? 
According to UK Foreign Secretary Boris Johnson, Western intelligence sources believe ISIS leader Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi has fled Mosul. He's being protected by four tribes, apparently, as he travels around. Um, so, okay, that's an interesting development because if we're going into Mosul. You're hoping to take out ISIS and its leadership, and if this guy's not there, then you got to wonder where he is. Yes. I would assume he's on his way somewhere to Syria or, you know, he, he's... It's not, again, we've talked about this before. It's not like he can just go to the Caribbean and hang out there. You know, I mean, he, he's somewhere. People are looking for him. Yes, he, he is, he's on the move. And to the point where people don't believe that he's even really running the show for ISIS now because he's kind of secluded and out of the way. ISIS fighters have been shaving off their beards to blend in, by mm. the way. As, uh, yeah, which, good luck finding them now. You know what I mean? That's a signifier, the long beard and everything. It's part of the the culture you shave that off dramatically different you know i look different if i shave my beard off it's not like super long uh meanwhile as isis loses control of mosul they've resorted to increasingly brutal tactics they forced 1500 iraqi families to march from uh haman al alil i guess i pronounce it to mosul to be used as human shields Uh, a mass grave was found uh, by the advancing soldiers filled with bodies obviously you want to know how they found that uh that grave sure they uh they smelt something awful and decided to bring over a bulldozer yeah well that's horrible yes it is horrible the isis has killed 60 plus spies i'm using air quotes like anybody they suspect of doing anything anti-isis they're just like well he's a spy kill him using boys as young as 12 to head up the front lines with suicide belts strapped to them they also this one makes me sick. Underground prisons have been found. Uh nine hundred and sixty one men and boys have been forced into cages three feet by one and a half feet wide. Emaciated, tortured. Think about that. Um so obviously I mean we know, but a brutal regime. Mm-hmm. This is they're working towards getting to Mosul to try to take that city back. Iraqis privately talk about the retaking of Mosul lasting three months now as opposed to the one month that they send. Initially, when we talked about it, we yeah. were like, that's pretty unrealistic, probably. <clears throat> I have a quote here by Abdullah al-Mahazni, I guess how you pronounce it. He's a key authority amongst radical circles in Syria. This is interesting. Trump's victory is an important step towards the victory of the Sunnis. We have long tried to explain that the fight is not against terrorism, but against the Sunnis and the uh, Mujahideen are just the front line. The American strategy will not change much. What has changed is that the war is, uh, is that the war is open and not secret. And that is a good thing. Trump's victory will lay the groundwork for bloody battles and great chaos. His strategy of exclusion and crushing opponents will sow greater uh, division in America. Trump reveals the real mentality of the Americans and their racism towards Muslims and Arabs and everything. He only reveals what his predecessors have kept hidden. He's the ultimate propaganda tool, Donald Hmm. Trump. And that bullshit rhetoric, it's like, yeah, okay, it sounds good to your base, but to the rest of the world, it's a recruitment tool, as is Guantanamo Bay. Oh, Guantanamo Bay, another thing. That yeah, back just, to that. Yeah. Well, let's see what happens there. You think we're going to empty Guantanamo Bay? No, we're going to double close? the size. Yeah, we're probably going to send people there. Perfect. Hamza Karibi, who runs the tw- runs the Twitter account. This is a crazy sentence. Runs the Twitter account for Jabat Fatah al-Sham, formerly an al-Qaeda affiliate in Syria. He tweeted, from this day forward, we will no longer need videos explaining the West's plots. We will only need to retweet what Trump says. 
He was probably pumped when wow. Trump got elected. He was like, oh, my job just got so much easier. Retweet, like. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to do the work for them. Absolutely. He's already started. That's what they're saying. We can only take them at their word. Unless that, unless you think they're trying to mind fuck us somehow. Like, no, they're going to use that. We know that. We know Guantanamo Bay is a recruitment tool. We know all this stuff is a recruitment tool. The drone strikes, all the shit. Uh, scary times, my friend. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll do the Trump administration update after Joey does his homework. All right. So, everyone, I hope I'm, I'm going to present it to the class. I'd like to be able to just have a discussion. Like, yeah, I want yeah, you to present yeah, yeah, yeah. it and be able to okay. just talk amongst ourselves. Yes. Because I'm not on Facebook. I don't like Mark Zuckerberg necessarily. All right. So, believe it or not, but Facebook has become the primary source for about half of the adult American population, Chris. <sighs> That's scary. I believe it. Yeah. Of Does, course I believe it. All right. Yes. So, how many people is that? Half of the ad- American adult population? Mm-hmm. I don't know, 150 million people? Good guess. Fantastic. 150 million people get their news from Facebook. That was a legit guess, by the way. Yes. Now, within all that demographic of people getting the news, there's three leading right-wing pages that a lot of people happen to post that have false or misleading information. Now, these websites... Breitbart? Yes, is one of them. Actually, we have a list of 138 of them, but you're jumping ahead on me. Uh-huh. If it was found out that of these three leading uh, pages, 38% of the time it was lying. 38? 38% of the time. Now, like lying, this is not true. This is not true. Hillary Clinton wears, you know, blue polka dotted yes. underwear. Not, yes. not true. N- not true. She doesn't wear any underwear. While the, the, the left leading. How dare you, Matt? Why? Is that ageist? Are you sexist? <laughs> The left-leaning websites. I would go down on Hillary Clinton right now if I knew that she could become president tomorrow. I would. You would take it for Twice everybody? Twice a day, two months. You would save everybody? Absolutely, I would. Of course I would. I'm an American. I'm a patriot. And the Bro. left-leaning, 20%. So the left-leaning guys are doing a lying 20% of the times while the right-wing... And now you're couching it, couching it as lying, but is it it's lying misleading or it's misleading factual? F- false and misleading, so they didn't divide yeah, up. Yeah, okay, so it's so not lying. So but... they threw it together. Okay, so 38% of the shit that goes out there that's in the, you would categorize as right-leaning information. Yes. False. 38% of it, 20% mm-hmm. on the other side. Yes. All right. Now, uh, Facebook has become a huge issue because of the recent political choice of donald trump right so we have a quote from bobby goodlatte who used to be what is his real name come on bobby bobby goodlatte is that yeah, g-o-o-d-l-a-t-t-e goodlot i guess goodlot right, whatever good that's fine i i could put the little little you know yeah, the little what accent mark <laughs> tilde I, I, yeah toda like a, i thought you were going for like an umlaut there yeah shut up matt <laughs> so he used to be a former designer on facebook and then this is what he had to say sadly Newsfeed optimizes for engagement. As we've learned in this election, bullshit is highly engaging. Yeah, a bias yeah. towards truth isn't an impossible goal. Wikipedia, for instance, still bends the truth despite a huge massive audience. But it's now clear that democracy suffers if our news environment incentivizes bullshit. Yeah, it's it's entertainment. It's not news. Now, of course, you go straight to the source. So you go ask Mark Zuckerberg his opinion on 
Facebook having a influence on the outcome of the presidential election. Yeah, because this is what really pissed me off. Let, let me say this, though. Yes. I read today, Merriam-Webster, the dictionary, has added... No, not post-truth. Oh, do you Come have on, it? that's oh, in okay. here. Right. Why are you stepping Go on ahead. this? Okay. You, I didn't did even you read the article. want to give the presentation, Chris? Read, no, I didn't even read the I article. I did my homework. I sent you one, two articles, and I was like, do you do the... I didn't even look at them. I happened to read more today. Go ahead. So Mark had to say it's a pretty crazy idea. Yeah, this Brillo-headed yeah, piece of shit. I asked. Yeah. So if you remember, I wanted to mention to you earlier to recall about having opposing views. Yeah. One major issue that occurs now because of the newsfeed issue is a phenomenon known as the filter bubble. Right. A filter bubble works like this. People's news feeds are becoming increasingly personalized to the point that opposing views are no longer available. Right. So it's a feedback loop. It's the same shit over and over and over again with nothing new to penetrate it. Ali, uh, Ali Muhammad from In the Conversation refers to that idea like the increasingly personalized news and all that stuff mm-hmm. as a digital ghetto. He's like, it's the prison of like an Ooh. algorithm. No, we're not, can't use it. It's his thing. Damn it. Uh, but, you know, and they've talked about it on the show, but yes. I'm just saying, if you listen in the conversation, you know what I'm talking about, but that's what it is. Like you're, you're putting yourself, because it's, it's not even just political or news. It's also the music you see, the cultural stuff mm-hmm. you see, the, the, you know, it's a very dangerous thing. And I try to turn all that shit off. I don't want stuff tailored for me. No. Yeah. What, what is actually happening? I, I'm not the only person in the world. Because at the end, you're just being spoon fed and yeah. you don't have any new experiences or know anything else going on. Yeah, you have zero basis of comparison. You can't, you you, you only see what you see and you, you see other shit and you go, ah, I can dismiss it. That doesn't seem true. What are you doing? I have to write that down. What? A, a title. No, we'll wait. Don't know. You, you want to know? No. Okay. Okay. Matt, you saw it? Yeah, I saw it. it It's misspelled too, but it's fine. I'm sure it is. So, Mark Zuckerberg was also asked about this filter bubble issue. And his response was, major news networks and newspapers have been doing it for the same thing last 20 years. Look at Fox News. Uh, yeah, that's great. So yeah, he okay. just throws it We're out. We're as good as Fox News. That's, 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 that's essentially what he's saying. Like, look, Fox does it. We, you know... What a dismissive fuck. Meanwhile, let me tell you something. Mm-hmm. I'm not on Facebook, but I know goddamn well that people are getting, like you said, half of adults are getting their news from Facebook. You know what that news is? You're the dumb people around you that are posting whatever they're posting, no. the stupid arguments that they're having, and then this like confirmation bias nonsense that Facebook is putting out there with zero uh, regard for what's actually true or not. They just go, well... It's that illusion of bias that we always talk about where it's like, well, we have to, you know, we got to put out a countervailing point there because otherwise we're going to be accused of bias. Be biased. You're influencing everybody. You're influencing everyone. People don't have time to go on the Guardian, the Intercept, this and that. That's what we're trying to do. We're trying to synthesize all this stuff. People go on Facebook multiple times a day because it's a time-killing thing. Mm -hmm. They see a headline. They probably don't have time to read it. And they just share Hillary Clinton murdered 18 people on Thursday. Nobody cared. What? That's crazy. I'm going to vote for Trump. Like... Now, uh, BuzzFeed has reported there's supposed to be like 12 employees that are coming together at Facebook to try to fight the uh, the fake news issue. They need to hire a news division. That's what they have to do. They're mm-hmm. making billions of dollars. They need to form a fucking news division that's a loss leader like it used to be and let them filter shit and get real information out there. They could cut through the goddamn bullshit so quickly. Now, you want to know what cuts through the bullshit? 
You don't need that. Do you know what you need? You bun- you need a bunch of hackers well, I think from Princeton that, University uh-huh. that was partially sponsored by Facebook. You keep doing it. I'm trying to argue with you, and then you just oh, get you're late. You just get louder and cut me off. It works what? well, doesn't it? It's what the Republicans do. Yeah, well, I don't talk to a lot of Republicans. Okay. No, I do. So, so, so how would your idea work, Chris? And like hiring a news division, I mean, you can't tell people not to post what they, what they read and what they like. Two different things. What people post is fine, but what you're talking about here is like the news feed, which I I don't I'm not yes. familiar with. But apparently, well, explain what the news feed is then to me. I've never actually seen it, if I'm being honest with you. All right. So, uh, back in the old day, you used to have the status updates. Yeah. So they kind of eliminated that, and it's now news feed, where it's what they what people feel are important issues happening, and they can post it. Yeah, but isn't there like a top lit, like a trending thing? Like that's that's what is at odds here, right? It's like news that ends that's up That's something trending. else. That's what I'm talking about. What is that? Uh, what's trending now, but that's... And what is that based on? That's like based on their own like Facebook algorithm, but yeah, that's it's part all of the problem. Yeah, it's, stuff it's that all gets, the algorithms. It's stuff that gets the most views, ends up at the top of that. Without or shared any, the most. Yeah, or shared the most, right. But of course, sensational nonsense is going to get shared the most, and that's not really informative. You can fucking filter that. You could have a news division that filters out the crap and actually, you know, promotes good information. They don't have to weighted one over the other but they could say this is true that's okay if this is false but, it's not that, okay that is kind of against the whole base of the site where you're not trying to I don't get give new, a shit not i'm just trying to say like it's not like facebook is your friends posting stuff and you see it it's not your friends are dumb that's fine if you want to if you want to see what tommy did with his daughter over the weekend great i don't want you getting your news from tommy that's the that's the thing tommy want, says yeah exactly well you want to see pictures of when you went out to karaoke the other night oh joe got hammered F- great that that's m- share whatever you want nobody should be stopping you from doing that i don't want you getting your information from people that haven't vetted the information either that's not because if half the fucking adult population is getting their news from facebook then the news on facebook has to be accurate period that's it or don't get into the news news business that's really what the issue is because now he's getting criticized for doing something and having an impact and then he's going well we didn't you know we didn't have anything to do with it we'll fix it now too late motherfucker too late they're not doing much to fix it they will uh, they're gonna but, crack but i'm just you know it's too late but there was a group of hackers yeah because facebook had a sponsored thing so these princeton hackers created a project known as fib yeah. stop living the lie in 36 hours they created a bro- a Chrome browser extension, so like a plugin, yeah. that it examines the news feed in real time. Anything that is real news, it passes through. Anything that is misleading or false, it tries to actively go out and f- seek the truth. Yeah, well, how does it do that? We don't know, but that's I, a whole I, other thing. But that's I'm not I'm, a Princeton University hacker. But that's what I'm talking about, though. I mean, that's a, you know, it's an interesting idea. It took them part. 36 hours. Yeah, well, they're smart, right? They'll probably work for Facebook next week. But... That's what I'm talking about with the news division. That's their job. Yes. Now, here is the mission statement of that said group. In the current media landscape, control over the distribution, help me, distribution. 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 No, don't worry about it. We got it. Has become almost as important as the actual creation of content and has given Facebook a huge amount of power. The impact of Facebook newsfeed has in the formation of opinions in the real world is so huge that it has potentially affected the 2016 election decisions. However, these news feeds were not completely accurate. No, they were <laughs> apparently, uh, you know, 58% of it was inaccurate. 
Now, there was a media professor at McCormick College in Massachusetts okay. that came up with a list of these misleading websites. Yeah, get into that in a second, because yes. are, are you getting into like the Macedonian kids that... I, I have not. I, I couldn't find any more on that. I yeah, wish but, you didn't bring it up, but No, okay. that's fine. I was going to say, this, so these Macedonian, they were like teenagers, basically were responsible for a lot of this information that was getting out there. They were creating fake websites with these sensational headlines saying Hillary Clinton... You know, the FBI agent that investigated Hillary is dead with a suicide note attack, you know, yeah. but, but not true because um, they were getting advertising money on all these ads. So they didn't uh, on all these articles. So they didn't really care, you know, how what effect it was having or how many people were reading it. They were like, if a million people read this, we're going to get paid for a million hits. You know, uh, that was part of it. Now, your Breitbart, which you brought up, is number 47 on the list of 130. Of what? Of the websites that have been deemed misleading or false. Is that in a particular order or is it just... I don't know. I, I don't think it's in a particular order, but what she did was she created different categories of false and misleading news. Okay. And then she took the website and told you what categories that website falls into. What category does Breitbart fall into? Okay. Uh, so for Breitbart, it's category two and three. So category two is some websites on this list may... Calculate misleading and or potentially unreliable information, and they are marked with it too. And then category three is other websites on this list sometimes use clickbaity headlines and social media descriptions as they are marked with a three. So right. it's clickbait. So clickbait. It's, yeah, of course. It's misleading well, and clickbait. Well, that's what these Macedonian kids are doing. <laughs> yes. Well, it's clickbait and inaccurate is what Breitbart is. Right. Yes, it's both inaccurate and nonsense. <laughs> so could I read you some of the <laughs> websites? Yeah, I'd love to. 100%fedup.com, mm -hmm. enduringvision.com. See, but this is the shit. It's like... Tankalertpress.com, 21stCenturyWire.com, right. FPRNRadio.com, politicalblindspot.com, and it just goes on... Yeah, it's just a bunch of bullshit websites, right. Well, that, I mean, that's what's very frustrating. Governmentslaves.info? Really? You do, do you think that seems like a yeah, reputable news right, Yes, they're very, uh, they fact-checked all that stuff. Humansarefree.com. Right. That's the problem. I mean, this is the problem, though. We, we've, and, okay, you were you yelled at me you were going to get to post-truth. Yes. Ahead. This is where we are. Yes. This is the situation. Because New York Times posts an article, Trump transitioning chaos. Trump tweets at New York Times, fuck the New York Times, they're lying, the transition's going perfectly. Now you're in a situation where people that want to believe Trump disregard the New York Times completely. No, people, Times. That people that want to don't like Trump are going to disregard Trump and any information that actually is true about Trump. What is true then? Now we're in a situation where nothing is actually factual to everybody. There, There is an element of... I don't know. Maybe it's true because I don't even know at that point. It, I'm inclined to believe that the transition is not going well based on the amount of sources I've checked and seen and the information. But at a certain point, maybe there is some kind of bias. There is some kind of bias in the media. We know that. So where do you go for the right information? What here's, is actually true? Here's your bias. You, you ready? Have to, you have to fact check so much. 2016. What of the year by Oxford Dictionaries is post-truth. I feel like I heard that somewhere The before. adjective is defined as relations to circumstances in which facts are judged to be less important than emotion and public opinion. Mm. It first appeared in 1992, and as the BBC notes, that post-truth was used had an increase of 
thousand percent between 2015 and 2016. Interesting. And isn't that kind of what I'm talking about? Like you see it on the right. Certainly. I just feel like Obama is not American. I don't know what it is, but I just feel it. Yeah. It's his black skin. <laughs> and spoiler alert. It's cause he's black. Uh, no, but you know what I mean? That's so right. You've heard that before from people on the right, but the same shit with the pins and all this mm-hmm. stuff on the left facts are not going to matter no, at a certain it's the emotion point. behind it's emotion it. and that's what you're in a dangerous place they they're coming at it from the different uh sides of the spectrum but eventually they're going to meet in the middle and that middle is fascism you know what i mean where you people can't say or do or whatever and that's really a big in- impact of why trump got elected too but do you know Anna, but this post truth is like it's a horrifying hideous sentence but do you know what's fucked up about all this though what 150 million adult americans get their news from new uh from facebook right but only 120 million people voted for president of the united states yeah well yeah okay yeah. Right. and that's a little bit alarming to me well, well, it should be alarming that not everybody votes i mean everybody should be voting what the fuck or not or none of us should one or the other. So, so is that 150 million number? Is that based on like people's primary news source, or is it they view they view Facebook and therefore get are going to be influenced by the t- headlines? No, I say. think it's going to be primary news source, right? Primary news source. I, I just find it sort of interesting to like look at the dilemma we're in right now, where it's like because of the freedom of the press, we have such an oversaturation of news that we ne- you need to be able to filter it out to get good truth. Whereas like we compare ourselves to China or something like that, and it's like. They don't allow freedom of the press, but we're in. We both systems have inherent problems right now. Yeah, well, it was. It's the Aldous Huxley versus. Um, I was gonna say. I always say Orson Welles, but that's not who I mean. Who do I mean? Uh, <laughs> fucking nineteen eighty four. No. Oh, uh, George Orwell. George Orwell. Yeah. Oh, okay. uh, Orwell. His vision was that that we weren't gonna have any choice. That we were just gonna be spoon fed. Huxley's vision was that we were going to have too much choice, that we, we were just going to be overwhelmed by such amounts of choice that that's how they were going to control Kind of like YouTube? Well, whatever. This, the, this, this situation where there's and, so many different sources that you don't know what's true, post-truth, you just give up. And both are happening in parts of the world. It's kind of... Yes. And which one's more effective? I mean, it was, the rest of the world doesn't understand what the fuck's happening here. So I guess, you know, our abundance of information is working uh, very well to keep us clouded. It's a really interesting situation. Thank you, Joey. I think you did a really nice job with that. Thank Obviously, you. we're going to keep talking about this shit. This is, you know, and that's, I, I say this all the time and I mean it. I don't p- say anything on this podcast, like as I present it as a fact, unless I've checked it under like legit news sources, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and you got to figure out w- which those are, but there are actual journalists doing work and there's actual institutions that you can trust. You just have to fucking be a critical thinker and be able to go, well, that doesn't sound right, and be able to cross-reference and do that stuff. But, man, when you're just looking on Facebook and that's where you're getting your news and you saw that, you know, Jane posted this shit and that's the headline, and, okay, now I'm going to go back to dinner. Like, that's it. That's where you're getting your information from. You don't stand a fucking chance. I think people talk about a conspiracy or whatever. People are trying... It's 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 so easy for them. They just get here, here. Here's all this entertainment, monkeys. Just pay attention to this, and we'll we'll be behind the curtain doing what we want because you're not paying attention to us, and you don't. Even if you are paying attention, you don't even know how to like combat it. Absolutely. And now you can tell everybody how Trump's going to combat his presidential. Uh, yeah, good transition. Good try. All right. Yeah, okay. Uh, Trump administration update. The first Trump administration update of this podcast. 
Uh, a new Gravis poll. This is not really about Trump, but it fits under this. It's sort of like a 2016 update, this little part. A new Gravis poll taken two days prior to Election Day indicates that Bernie Sanders would have received 56% of the vote to Trump's 44%, the biggest margin of victory since Reagan beat Mondale. Independent voters would have broke for Bernie 55 to 45, 48-42, Trump beat Hillary. So Bernie would have wiped the floor according to this Gravis poll. All right, who I'm knows? I'm done with polls. But I, no, but I, no, but I, you know, look, I, we said that during the primary. I tend to believe that. I think Bernie would have fared better than Hillary would have. You think Bernie would have forgotten to go to Wisconsin, talk to white people about their problems? Nope. Okay. Uh, all right. TheHill.com is reporting that President-elect Trump wants to send spend weekends at Trump Tower, New York, his New Jersey golf course, or Mar-a-Lago, his Florida resort. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Fine, I guess. The, that's not really the issue. But for all these like conservatives worried about the debt and all that stuff, do you think it's going to be expensive or not expensive to protect the president at four different locations on a weekly basis? Well, and what goes into Secret Service adjustments in a, in a apartment in a large apartment building? Yeah, in Manhattan. Yeah, you think you think and, protecting the president in a penthouse in Midtown Manhattan is going to be easy? And can like uh. what hap- what happens to other residents who are? who own places in in Trump Tower like do they get screwed over well, because yeah i mean but that's a second but yeah. but if, yes like, they, yes like, is the answer i imagine every other president has not lived in a giant apartment building they've lived in a house and that's not even the issue i don't even have that that's not yeah. even my issue but i'm just saying people that are going to be like concerned about the dead or whatever like trump's down to earth he get he get yeah oh does he he wants to go live at a resort in florida on the weekends Every week he wants to leave Washington and go somewhere else because nothing happens. The, the president doesn't do any work on the weekends, you know. Well, right? that doesn't even bother me either. I mean, he he's gonna he doesn't physically have to be at the White House, you know. But but okay, the but take all that out of it. It's like already he's he's showing his fiscal responsibility. He's an everyman. Uh, VP Mike Pence has taken over transition duties from sad sack of shit New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. <laughs> uh, it's not going well, apparently, according to a lot of reports. The transition. Apparently, the Trump team underestimated how many appointments they'd have to make. They don't really understand the process, which is surprising considering you put a complete political novice in a position of power and he has no idea how to do that. Yeah, but that's his shocking. vice president's supposed to know how to do that. Well, that's that. why he put Pence in power yeah. here. It's also really pathetic for Christie, a guy that just like backed him and like would go get a McDonald's and all this shit, and he just kicked to the curb like a loser. Good. It was the uh, DC screw job. I don't know. Okay. Trump is considering uh, one of the primary Bush era torture program architects, Jose Rodriguez, to run the CIA. He developed black sites where waterboarding and other forms mm. of torture took place. Okay. Sounds like a little law and order candidate, Chris. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Trump may be willing to keep parts of Obamacare intact. Pre-existing conditions or mm-hmm. not being able to deny coverage for pre-existing and staying on your parents' insurance till the age of 26. Trump said, I like those very much. <laughs> <laughs> he said that the other day, which is, I'm assuming, the first time he's heard about them because I, I can't imagine that he knew anything. He actually about knows about yeah. it, yeah. Uh, so that's interesting. I hope people that voted for Trump notice that. Yeah. So I think it's good. It'd be good if he kept those. You want to know what's not good? But that doesn't sound like total repeal on day one, does it? No, it doesn't. Okay. Do you know what doesn't sound good? What? The fact that the Department of Energy, the Department of Transportation, and the Justice Department are all waiting to hear from the Trump camp 
about new appointees. Yeah, well, that's part. That's what I'm saying. They didn't even know that they had to replace all these people. Who are they going to replace them with? They they don't know. You know, they actually don't know what they're doing. So he wants to drain the swamp, but he doesn't know the size of the swamp. He can't find the plug. He's, oh, he's fishing around in the dark. Yeah. Uh, 60 minutes interview. Trump gave a wide ranging 60 mm-hmm. minutes interview the other night, which annoyed me to watch. You know, it's just like a fucking softball ass interview. But he says he's going to appoint pro-life Second Amendment justices. He won't try to overturn gay marriage, which is good. He will forego the $400,000 presidential salary exactly like Hitler did. He didn't say that, but that's the truth. <laughs> do some, do, look into it. Hitler, as a gesture to the people when he became, you know, uh-huh. whatever, what is it, chancellor, uh, he was like, I don't, I don't want the money. So he donated his money. Uh, yeah. You, Kennedy you, you did the same it. thing. Did Kennedy do it? I believe so, yes. Okay. Well, anyway, so Trump's doing that too. But interesting. Let me ask you this, by the uh-huh. way. It's a little bit off the beaten path. Was Hitler considered entertaining? To people at the time? I mean, he absolutely fired up. Fired, fired up is not what I'm, I'm talking about. I'm saying, was he... Like, Trump, as bad as his ideas yes, are... Yes, Trump he was will, entertaining. Trump will say something once in a while. Like, That's kind of funny. Like, was that... No, 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 no. Entertaining as you would want to watch. Not entertaining as funny, ha-ha, No, but or, sometimes he is funny. I mean, sometimes he says I'm, things... No, we're talking about funny. Hitler now. I mean, entertaining... I'm pretty sure Hitler wasn't funny. Entertaining was a very funny... I'm just, well, I'm just saying, I, I, I'm, I'm just wondering because people do make these like Hitler comparisons and whatever. So it's just interesting to think like you see how Trump came to power. Hitler came to power as well. I just wonder if like when he's giving those speeches, obviously they're exciting for a certain base of people. It like fires them up, like you said. But was, was Hitler, you, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm I mean, saying, was he just like an entertaining person per Hitler, se? Hitler was definitely a much better orator. Like he, yeah. he like he. Yeah, you see, I'll give him that. He could certainly deliver a speech, Adolf Hitler. And it was, it, I mean, I think it was, it, it's kind of hard to compare in those terms. Because, All the comments. Well, like, as, as a giant, people know what I'm saying. I, I just, I'm a giant history nerd, so like 19, 19... Hitler was an excellent speaker, okay? That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying his ideas were good. <laughs> but I mean, people, like, you didn't have the entertainment... Apples to apples, he's a great speaker. God. You, you didn't have the entertainment industry in the same way, where it's like... Right, right. It's like, okay, TVs are a new, a brand new thing back then. Just a different culture, completely. Yeah, yeah but right. But his, newspapers, too, everything, The yeah. speeches themselves were, you know, like oh, yeah. you said, it got I mean, people it got energized. Like, if you look at, like, the Nuremberg rallies, right. thousands and thousands and oh, thousands yeah. of people came out to see him. Oh, sure. Uh, all right. He, Trump says he'll think about prosecuting Hillary. I'll think about it. The bullshit. Yeah, he's not going to prosecute. What are you fucking idiots? Crazy. He's not going to prosecute her. She, first of all, didn't even nobody found any actual criminal wrongdoing. But okay, okay ignoring that, they're not. He, he's not going to fucking appoint a special prosecutor. Get real, <laughs> crazy people. He says he's going to deport two to three million quote criminal immigrants. Where's which, he going to get the money from that? That's my question. Absolutely, another great question. He's going to triple. Uh, ice um you know agents okay yeah no that's free what do you mean uh, triple ice dip- agents ice you know the immigration whatever oh, oh 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 okay sorry my bad you actually gonna like with smear off ice he's gonna go, go up in three times he's gonna yeah. get them you know he used to do that to me all the fucking time it was like Donald Trump? Was ho- no 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 chris used to oh, okay. ice me <laughs> back in college it was like an alcoholic it was just every place i went i was getting ice that's actually how i asked my groomsmen to be my groomsmen i i shipped them all uh smeared off ice in the mail um and they opened it and it was like you're my you know 
you're my groomsman, but guess what, dummy? And so they got iced, and they had to send me a video of themselves being iced. You're a monster. He is a monster. <laughs> well, it's monstrous because a bunch of my friends lived in, like, at the time, it was the summer, so, like, they were in <laughs> Carolina or whatever. The 100 degrees outside. They're drinking, like, a boiling, warm, smeared off ice that was in the mail for two days. Yeah. Uh, gotcha, fuckers. Um, all right, so, yeah, Trump's going to deport two to three million criminal immigrants. Th- he's not going to do that. I'm just telling you, that's not possible really he might try to round people up and put them in private detention centers which is a possibility uh more than likely he's not going to do that at all i mean let's go back to the fact that obama has deported more more legal immigrants than any president ever and he really upped the deportation so is trump really going to like up that again when immigration isn't as big of a problem as people think it is absolutely not and he also in the interview trump kind of hinted that like there's some good ones. Yeah. He's going to leave millions of people alone. <laughs> There's some good ones. No, you know what I mean? He's going to. That's just the reality of the situation. Oh, okay. You can't get rid of them all. I, I, like, what I've been seeing is like the biggest impact on immigration is probably going to be the fact that uh, executive orders signed by, by Obama will probably be allowed to lapse or repealed where it's like allowing the, the ones that allow people born here to illegal immigrants or like people who grew, grew up their entire life being illegal, like allows them to stay and be... Yeah, we're, we're going to see what happens. Right. He'll probably let that lapse, but it doesn't. It just means that those people are going to live a more fearful existence. And, and but, pe- people who essentially grew up as Americans just without the protection of the law. Yeah. And it's like, those are the people he's going to go after. Yeah. Well, may- maybe. Right. Or he's not going to know what the fuck to do. He's going to spray it everywhere. Who knows what the situation is <laughs> going to be? Uh, he's open to a wall. But some fence is okay, he said. Oh, I, I love that. It. It's day one, and he's already, it's not even day one, and he's already like, we're going to build a wall and a part of a f- and fence also because the wall is impossible. But we're going to build a beautiful wall. It's going to have a door, chain link door. What? That's a fence. <laughs> chain idiot. link door. Uh, you know what I mean? So he's already, okay, I hope everybody that voted for him is paying very close attention to all the things he's not going to do. There's going to be a lot of broken promises. Yeah, well, I mean, that's any campaign, but. No, but this he is going to be He ran like... on this shit. This oh, is yeah. what he ran on. Steve Bannon, chief White House strategist and senior counselor, He's an alt-right white nationalist, according to a lot of sources and certain things that I've read about him. I got to be honest, I haven't, um, you know, I haven't done as much research into Bannon per se. More to come on Bannon. But. I have a question: Are you allowed just to ask somebody, "Are you a white supremacist?" Like, could could we interview him and just go, "Are you a white supremacist?" No, right? Go, let's play it out. Go ahead, ask me. I'm go. Steve Bannon. Okay. Are you a white supremacist? No. Damn it. Finally, he might say, yeah, who knows? Wouldn't that be crazy? They <laughs> just interview the, the, the Barbara Walters interview with Steve Bannon. Oh, uh, Steve Bannon, are, are you a white supremacist? Absolutely. <laughs> Cut <laughs> next. <laughs> at the same time, nothing sounds, nothing sounds like you're racist more than trying to, having to say I'm not a racist. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, thank you, Jared. <laughs> uh, and finally, Trump wants Rudy Giuliani as his secretary of state, apparently. We, we said Petraeus might also be in the running. But... A major issue in Giuliani partner is Giuliani partners and its relationship with Cutter. I have a quote from Rob uh, Bob Bayer, who's a former CIA officer who tracked Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, who's the 9/11 mastermind. He says the contract between Giuliani Security, a division of Giuliani par- Giuliani Partners, and Cutter is a huge conflict of interest. He is metaphorically taking money from the same accounts that paid Khalid Sheikh Mohammed. So, for all the bullshit about Hillary again and the Clinton Foundation, all this stuff. Giuliani's tied up in in his hands in the cookie jar too. Yeah, of course they're yeah. all tied up in the same scheme. But she's the corrupt one. It's unbelievable that they were able to pin bullshit on her. You know, there's legitimate things with Hillary, but they, these guys are all hands in the cookie jar, just like you said. So, same way. So when he like runs and promises everyone he's going to 
drain the swamp, and he doesn't. Wow, you talk about a phrase that makes me want to cut my fucking ear. I off. fucking love it. I'm sorry. I just drain that goddamn swamp. It's too big. It's swampy. Just it's a lot of swamp. This is the last show we're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Chris is gonna cut off his ears like Van Gogh. I am. I'm gonna cut my ears off like Van Gogh. Uh, all right, that's all I got. Joey? A fantastic episode. Oh, thanks, buddy. Matt, you got any final thoughts there? No, not my thoughts in my head. All right, I've, I can tell. Uh, <laughs> social media, I'm at Samp. All platforms. Joey is at Joey from Jersey. Jersey spelled with a Z. Matt is Matt D. Weiss on yep. Twitter. Go follow the kid. He needs some followers. He, he might... I've been, get, I've been shocked to be getting actual followers lately. It's very nice. nice. Keep it up. Uh, he might get some thoughts, uh, rattle around. He'll tweet them out. You I'm guys, overdue, the I'm overdue for something in my head. There you go. Uh, iTunes, you go on there. You can subscribe, rate us, leave a comment. We, we appreciate that. SoundCloud.com slash mandatory Samson. You can leave a comment on the episode. We'll re- respond to all of those. You can also email us mandatory Samson at gmail.com. Guys, we are not doing an episode next week. Like I mentioned, this is episode MSP 105. Uh, 106 will be coming in two weeks, but 105.5, which is just going to be an all email episode that me and Joe are going to get together, uh, you know, over Thanksgiving weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll, we'll meet up and we'll, we'll read some of those emails or all the emails. We'll empty the email cupboard. Um, inbox. So, Why didn't you just say inbox? Yeah, inbox. That's probably the right word. Uh, we'll we'll do that, and then uh, <laughs> we'll be back for a full like actual episode MSP one hundred six in two weeks. But um, I guess the email episode will, will come out like Saturday, Sunday, yeah, whatever. Yeah. It'll come out at some point. Everybody have a great Thanksgiving. Yeah, enjoy yourself, guys, and we'll talk to you in two weeks. This has been a Stand Up Labs production, powered by Digital Media. Subscribe to new and archived episodes wherever you listen to podcasts and find all of our shows at StandUpLabs.nyc. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. No, we out.